Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am now entering the city of Tarn. It's... Okay, there's a sheltered hollow. You can rest there. But, more importantly, there's a nearby broader-strewn hill, and that's a new place that arrived after the end of Proving Ground 6. Presumably, I did something during that that made it so that that is there now. You're standing at the base of a steep, broader-strewn slope just to the east of the ruined city. A circle of tall monuments crowns the summit of the hill. Then I shall climb the hill. You're standing the summit of a steep hill, just to the east of the ruined city of Tarn. Thirteen towering statues, each depicting a woed man or woman who appears to be in the act of summoning magic, encircle a tall mound of earth, Set into the top of the mount is an engraved slab of stone. Examine the slab of stone. Short verse, Yardavarian dialect, is engraved on the pitted surface of the large slab. Calling upon your mastery of law, you carefully weave the engraved verse. We wait as faithful wardens, for the time draws near. Three times the sky will will light, and the horns of great heralds will sound. We are to be ready, and always prepared. Nothing will prevent your return, for there is no power that can. Through the tide that washes away all hope, on the edge of our last ever night, we wait to know your sign. That's kind of like like the verse in Proving Ground 6. Below the last chipped line of the engraving, a sizable chunk of the slab has been chipped away, leading you to wonder if perhaps the final bit of the cryptid verse is missing. Okay, examine the 13 statues. 13 towering statues, each depicting a one Woed man or woman in the art of in the act of summoning magic, wing the tall mound of earth upon which you're standing. A number has been engraved at the base of each statue, so the numbers are one to thirteen. Approach number one. 
you're standing before a towering statue of a robed bearded man, gripping a bent staff. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. The number one is carved into the front of a broad, oblong slab of stone, upon which the statue stands. To the left of the engraved number is a small, shallow socket set into the surface of the slab. Next to the socket is a carved likeness of a hawk in flight. Hmm, I have something with a hawk in flight on it. Because of your knowledge of the arcane, you're able to determine the statue represents the magical discipline of destruction. Step away, let's look at the second statue. You're standing before a towering statue of a woge hooded woman. With her eyes closed and her hands clasped over her head. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. It's got a number two. And this is fortification. So they're all different. You're standing before a towering statue of a world-bored man, thrusting his right hand outwards. Despite its exaggerated size, the sculpture seems almost lifelike. And this is number three, and it is telekinesis. Here's number four. You're standing before a towering statue of a woeled, gaunt-faced man, looking skyward and clasping his hands. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. It's number four, and it's elementalism. Alright, on to number five. You're standing before a towering statue of a woeward woman clutching a large tome. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing structure seems almost lifelike. It's number five, conjuration. On to number six. You're standing before a towering statue of a woeward, headless woman, her arms weaved in flame. Despite its exaggerated size, Posing sculpture seems almost lifelike. Despite your knowledge of arcane, you're unable to determine which magical discipline is represented by the statue. So, this is some sort of discipline which is now lost. Or at least very, very hard to find. Alright, on to number seven. You're standing before a towering statue of a old man, his hands on his hips and a broad smile crossing his face. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. It's number seven, divination. On to number eight. You're standing before a towering statue of a old woman. Her eyes wide and her arms drawn in an arc above her head. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. And this is the number eight, and it's the magical discipline of illusion. On to number nine. You're standing before a towering statue of a robed woman holding a furled scroll, her left arm ending at the elbow. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. This is number nine, and it's gating. What's number ten? You're standing before a towering statue of a woad bearded man, his facial features distorted. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. That's number ten. And I don't know what magical discipline that is. Some sort of time magic? Space compression? Who could it, what could it be? It's one that isn't known anymore. On to number 11. You're, you're standing before a towering statue of a woad man. His arms folded and kindly gaze focused on something at his feet. Despite its exaggerated skies, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. It's number 11, and that is restoration. On to 12, 
You're standing before a towering statue of a woed man holding a skull in the palm of his left hand. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. It's number 12, and if you might, you might have already guessed, it's necromancy. Alright, so that's, that's the 10 conventional magic spears. What is 13? You're standing before a towering statue of a woed, headless man, his torso wrapped in chains. Despite its exaggerated size, the imposing sculpture seems almost lifelike. It's number 13, and I have no idea what sort of magic it is. I'm not exactly sure I want to know. Yes, it doesn't doesn't look like the sort of magic that so well-adjusted people study. Okay, now each of them has has that slot in them. Which one will I use it on? Well, which one has which magic has the highest level? That's fortification with 74. So I'll use it on that. Fortification. There we are. Particular item may be of use. And that's the small etched stone number one. 32 XP to general. You instant you fit the etched stone into the socket. The engraved number on the statue's base emits a faint blue glow. Suddenly, without warning, broad arcs of lightning erupt from the tops of each of the thirteen statues that wing the hill's rounded summit. Summit, deadly tines of energy collide just above the stone slab set into the top of the mound. Thirteen arcs of lightning weave themselves into a rapidly rotating spear of blue energy that quickly threatens to consume the statues, just when you can begin to feel certain the crackling orb will envelop you. It vanishes, leaving its wake a thin grey smoke. A towering silhouette appears through the curtain of the churning vapours. You watch with widening eyes as a massive Hulgurom stomps through the ru- towards you through the veil of smoke. The deadly guardian of the ruined city's arcane secrets is unmarred in any way, suggesting the Benemoth has just been created. With the Hulgurom bearing down on you, it's every step shaking the earth. You quickly realise you must either attempt to stand your ground or flee for your life. Flee? I don't flee, with uh, with a few exceptions here and there. But I don't flee from this, that's for sure. The fearsome guardian, a magical Benamoth made up of varying pieces of flesh, stone, wood and iron, stomps into melee range and attacks Swiping out at you with its iron-clad fists. Begin combat. I am going to use the power of summoning undead. Because that makes the walls easier. i summoning a greater waif this time. That, uh, that greater waif is done. The mighty guardian of the ruined city swipes at you with his iron-clad fists. Ooh, it's got an anti-magic aura. Stop with the anti-magic aura. Oh, I summon a ghast. It's not a super powerful one, though. That gives me 11 melee waiting. Which makes fighting these things a lot easier. Alright. Once more, summon the undead. It is slain. 138 experience, most of it to necromancy. You step back from the remains of the slain Hargrim as a crackling as a crackling spear of blue lightning swiftly encases the fallen guardian. With a sharp hiss, the lightning abruptly vanishes. 
Only a small, smouldering pile of ash remains to mark the spot where the fearsome construct fell. Suddenly become aware of a low hum from somewhere nearby. Turning back towards the statue, you discover the imposing monument is now bathed in a pale aura of alternating green and blue hues. Okay. A misty aura, its pale hue alternates between blue and green, surrounds the massive statue. Step into the aura. You step into the misty aura and immediately and are immediately overwhelmed by, sens- by sensations you find yourself unable to completely comprehend. I have the aura of Tarn. It increases my Neville Reserve by three, just by having it. This faint aura, its its hue alternating between blue and green, slips in and out among your various possessions, but always remains with you. The aura is bound to, and is drawing its strength from your mastery of the power of fortification. For every 20 levels of mastery you achieve in fortification, the bonus provided by the aura will increase. To change the magical power to which the Oreo is bound, you must again visit the main statues atop the hill near Tarn. Now, getting the power to level 80 is... That will cost several hundred thousand XP, so that's not going to happen for a very long time. Unless I'm going to cash in most of my general XP. And I don't quite feel like doing that. The Oratan, now in your possession, is bound to your mastery of fortification. The bonus provided by the Aura will increase as your mastery of fortification increases. To bind the Oratan to another magical discipline, you must approach the statue that represents the associated power. And obviously I can't do anything with... I don't get anything from those three unknown powers because I don't have them. To see the current bonus provided by Aura, examine the Aura Tarn item. Already done that. List it in the miscellaneous section of your inventory. There we are. Three extra Neville Reserve. That will come in handy. That will probably mean I can face an extra foe. Or something. I'll just keep fighting just a little bit longer before I have to restore. Step away. About destruction. If I use the small X stone here. You fit the small X stone into the socket. Nothing appears to happen. To waiting nearly a minute, you remove the stone. You think you should return here tomorrow and try again. Step away. Step away from all the statues. What? Something's just turned up. Examine the leaning monument at the edge of the summit. Okay, okay, I will do that. You're standing before an engraved obelisk set into the ground on the northern edge of the summit. The ancient monument leads precariously to the west and appears to be in danger of toppling. Nearly three feet wide at its base, the weathered column is indeed a testament to the skilled hands by which it was long ago crafted. A curious engraving adorns the southern side of the square obelisk. The image carved into the cracked stone depicts a war-robed, bearded, staff-wielding man with his head bowed and his eyes closed. Well, nothing more to do here. Step away. Suddenly. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to the carved image on the side of the square column. The empty engraved silhouette is now a detailed carving that depicts a road bearded man holding a tall wooden staff. Your heart nearly skips a beat when when a faint, somewhat muffled voice Issues from the engraving. Use what power you have. Your strongest. I need your energy. Hurry. 
I will use fortification, as that is my highest level power. It succeeded. 128 experience to, to general. That is not fortification. You might expect it to be fortification, but it's actually general. As the effects of your summoned magic begin to fade, you're startled by the rapid transformation that comes over the engraved figure. The stone carving of the bearded man begins to quiver. Only moments later, the expression on the on the fingers, figure's face slowly twists into a faint smile. Thank you, says the voice of an older man, the sound passing out of the carved figure on the obelisks. It's been longer than I hoped, so it seems to be. What age is this? Who are you? You cautiously answer the voice's queries, and are startled when it's revealed that you're speaking with Volomar. Amazed those infamous exploits earned in banishment from Tarn. Certainly, shortly before the city's legendary demise. Who is Volmar? He has a link. Voivobar. Once one of the archmages who dwelt and practiced his craft in Tarn, Volmar became suspicious of the designs of the city's leader, the sorcerer lord known as the Tarn. It is believed that Volmar, a master elementalist, was secretly organising a plot to overthrow the Tarn Hearn when the plot was suddenly uncovered. Moving swiftly, the Tarn Hearn ordered Volmar's immediate banishment to a realm hidden deep within the Nevenus. A fate the Miley Mage escaped by fleeing Tarn never to return. Despite Varamar's disappearance, the revolt he had long planned came to fruition and ultimately cast out the Tarnhurm. Sadly, however, the uprising began what would, would become the demise and the eventual abandonment of Tarn. Right. I hid myself here before they came for me. Before they could make a mockery of everything I'd worked towards, says the voice of Valamar. The engraving on the column is me, in a sense. If you know anything of me, because such things are now remembered, you must know that very little of it is likely true. The truth would have been hidden, as I myself had hidden. I sought only to bring the wicked in tar to justice, the wicked in Tarn being the Tarn Hearn, of course. When you tell Valamar about the fall and ruin of Tarn, your brief, your brief account is followed by several moments in silence. Then all I, all what I tried to do was not for naught, says the voice. There was, however, something left to do, something I cannot myself accomplish. Before I hid away, I created a set of wings. One wing for each of the ten major spears of magic, and one crystal wing, the core of which I devoted many of the discoveries that I made over the lifetime devoted to endless inquiry. I need the crystal wing. Rola's voice tells you the ten wings, as well as the crystal wing, lie in a lair hidden beneath the obelisk. That is carved image adorns. He tells you that he will open the entrance to the long buried passages. You promise to find and return to him the crystal wing. To a lengthy pause, the voice continues and tells you that you are free to collect the ten other wings that lie in the hidden place beneath the obelisk. I must have the crystal wing. I would do it myself, but I am, as of yet, too weak to return to my true form, says the voice. The crystal wing should still retain enough energy to restore me. You will forgive me, I pray, as I can't remember little about the lair below. There is so much that is now forgotten to me. I can recall only the faintest details, for a time that is long since passed out of memory. Wish I could tell you more, but I cannot. Please. You must find the crystal wing and bring it to me. Seeing no harm in accepting the proposed task, you nod your assent, 
for getting you into acting only with the voice of Myromar. You're taken aback when the voice thanks you, making you believe that Valar myself has somehow taken notice of the gesture. The passage is now open, says the voice. You will need to defeat that before you can, and there, without, the voice fades and falls silent. As you step back from the column, your eyes are drawn to the left. There, on the western side of the obelisk, is a perfectly square opening in the earth. You step to the edge of the opening and peer down into the darkness. A, set of, a steep set of stone steps descends into the glued to meet the foot of the passage now far below. You realise... As you stand staring down at this long hidden lair, you're looking on upon a place that has lain undisturbed for over a thousand years. You're standing before the engraved obelisks set into the ground on the northern edge of the summit. The ancient monument leads precariously to the west and appears to be in danger of toppling. Nearly three feet wide at its base, the weathered column is indeed a testament to the skilled hands by which it was long ago crafted. The carved image of Varamar adorns the southern edge of the square of the obelisk. The engraved eye set into the face of the mage's carved likeness seemed to follow you. Foot of the column, a large, perfectly square opening in the earth reveals a set of steps descending to meet a broad, dark passage far below. Alright, climb down through the opening. With your reliable light in hand, you cautiously descend the stairs and make your way down into darkness. You're standing at the southern end of a long, broad passage that extends out of sight into the deeper gloom to the north. Behind you, the steep steps that lead you down here Make their precarious crime climb out of the dark. Okay, I'm sort of in the middle of the dungeon. The passage goes north and then forms a, a square around. And then there's another bit off to the east. Yes, and the background of this map looks like some sort of cracked stone. Well, not the background, the the bits you can walk on in the map. Okay, there's question marks to east and west. I will go west. A short cryptic verse on the north wall of the section of the passage. The verse wheels. Let our trial not be without end. With the reassuring glow of your light stabbing through the gloom, you make your way along the broad passages the long hidden lair. The, the faceless statue of a dead man, perched atop an ornate stone base, stands before the back wall. The spacious alcove, strange scrimbles surrounding a carved number 12, are engraved upon the base. Because of your knowledge of the arcane, you are able to determine the symbols carved into a statue's base represent the magical discipline of necromancy. A thin stone wing is perched on the statue's left forefinger. The wing appears to be loose, leading to believe it might be removable. As you attempt to approach the statue, you are repelled by a powerful invisible force. Okay, here's another statue. This is of restoration, once again repelled. Okay, if I want to get these statues, I've got to do something. Another alcove. A massive block of stone rests in the centre of this square chamber. A hideous face. Its feelings grotesquely exaggerated. It's carved onto the side of the block, facing the womb's low entrance. Approach the stone block. Will it come to life? Oh, of course it does. As you step towards, forwards, a loud groan escapes from the massive stone block. The block trembles as it slowly unfolds itself into a towering, two-legged being of stone. With its hideous, carved face turned towards you, 
the mighty creature of stone, guardian of this secret lair, stomps in your direction, every footfall sending tremors through the floor. Well, I'll fight it. That will probably help somehow. You bravely engage the towering stone guardian. It's a massive stone guardian. And it swats at me. Fortunately, it's just a plus three roll. Ooh, it smashes through my defences with a devastating blow for 22 damage. And then again for another 22. Ah, then for 25. Ah, I'm bashing it, bashing it. Bash, 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 bash. It is slain. 74 XP. You step back from the pile of shattered stone and struggle to catch your breath in the wake of the brutal fight. At last, having sufficiently recovered, you search through the guardian's remains. Near the bottom of the pile, beneath the cracked slab that still displays the majority of the stone venomous hideous face, you discover a silver wing. You reach down and pick up the wing, only to have, only to have the thin band to dissolve in your hand. On the ground, in the exact spot in which you found the wing, it's a faint white outline of an open hand. The shattered remnants of the massive stone block lie blocks. Massive stone block lie scattered about this square chamber. Okay, that presumably did something that will probably help in some way. Your progress along this corridor comes to an abrupt halt. As a small hologram steps out, steps out of the darkness ahead. The guardian construct, only slightly larger than man's size. Oh, I was hoping it was smaller than man's size. <laughs> Maybe they have a version of those somewhere. Immediately stomps forward and attacks, striping out at you with its ironclad fists. Okay, swipes at you, edit brutal stroke, and swipes at you with the iron fist, and is slain. 16 XP. So, yeah, it's easier than the big ones, which we fought in the city. I guess, I guess he couldn't fit, I guess he couldn't fit the full-size ones down here. Or at least not have them fit, you know, be able to move around much. Gruesome pile of twitching debris is all that remains of the slain hologram. Stepping past a ruined heap, you promptly resume your trek along the corridor. Okay, there's a question mark to the east. The statue of a woad bearded man stands against the north wall in a section of the corridor. The, the statue's left hand is raised. Stone digits splayed. The statue's right hand is holding a small bowl. Step up to the statue. You're standing before the statue of a robed, bearded man. The statue's left hand is raised and its stone digits splayed. The statue's right hand is holding a small bowl. I guess I've got to put something in that bowl. Okay, I'm going to another alcove. It's another stone block. I approach it, it's going to come to life. And it does. The hideous card face now turned towards you. The mighty creature of stone, a guardian of this secret lair, stomps in your direction. It's every footfall sending tremors through the floor. Okay, I fight this massive bench, massive stone guardian. Devastating blow, 25. Damage, that is. And it swaps at me. Another devastating blow. And then a devastating blow for 13. Then 16. Then 26. Oh dear. It's pulling ahead. I use my quickstone 20. Just to pull myself ahead. Another devastating blow. 33 damage. And it is slain. It's pretty close that one. I only had 52 SP left. So a couple more devastating blows and I'd been done for. 74 XP. You step back from the shattered stone 
and struggled to catch your breath in the wake of the brutal fight. At last, having sufficiently recovered, you search through the guardian's remains. Near the bottom of the pile, beneath the cracked slab that still displays the majority of the stone venomous hideous face, you discover a silver ring. You reach down and pick up the ring, only to have the thin band dissolve in your hand. On your ground, in the exact spot in which you found the wing, is the faint white outline of an open hand. The shattered remnants of the massive stone block lie scattered across the square chamber. Okay, I've done. I've I have investigated those two blocks. Going to heal from that fight. A flash of silver light floods the passage. You instinctively cover your eyes to protect them from the fierce glow. Moments later, when you lower your hand, you are startled to find you are no longer where you just were. You've been teleported. Okay, I'm in the middle of the eastern side of the square. It's another small Hargrim. I'll just quick combat that. Oh, got it down with no damage at all. 16 XP. Okay. The face of the statue of a road man. It's this one is illusion and the invisible force is still in effect. Okay, what about gating? Nope. Repulsed by that one. You've been teleported. Ah, I'm in the I'm on the passage to the east. Okay, can I open any of these? Destruction. Head back east. Fortification. Take your wing. Take the wing from the statue's hand. You carefully remove the wing from the statue's outstretched hand. The instant the wing is in your possession, the statue attracts its hand and resumes its original pose. You pick up the curious wing and closely examine it. The thin band is marked by several engravings that seem to represent the magical spear of fortification. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you once again set off through the gloom. Okay, this is a wing. This is the wing of fortification. You need 70 fortification and 70 arcania to wing it. It, can't, it provides one melee waiting. So obviously on its own, it's not all that. But if I can get all 10 wings, then we'll be on to something. This wing was, this thin stone wing is marked with several engravings, indicative of the spear of magic known as fortification. This wing was long ago enchanted by the former master sorcerer, Rolandois. For centuries, the wing lay hidden in the tunnels beneath the monument-crowded hill outside the ruined city of Tarn. There we are. The statues of arms are folded. Can't do anything telekinesis statue. Elementalism. Okay, I think I know what's happening here. Those are the two powers I have above level 70. Take the wing from the statue's hand. I take the wing. This is the wing of elementalism. You once again set off through the gloom. Alright, I think those are the only ones I can get. Can't get conjuration. And I can't get divination. Suddenly. You, you suddenly freeze in mid-step as something stirs in the darkness stuff ahead. Your eyes strain against the gloom. Ooh, as the edge, at the edge of your light, a group of seven hard ones steps into view. The advancing constructs, magical beings made of wood, iron, flesh and stone, are much smaller than those you've encountered in about the ruined city. In fact, the constructs bearing down on you are only slightly larger than man-sized. Hold your ground and engage the Hargrim. You could have one of those in your house and it could help carry things. <laughs> and you know, reach the shelf. Hold your ground and engage the Hargrim. 
As Hargrim, slightly larger than man's size, steps, stops forward and attacks. Swipey out of you with its wild, ironclad fists. It's going to quickly combat these ones. 16 XP. You drop back from the unmoving remains of the slain Hargrim and struggle to catch your breath. It's positioning yourself to face the necks of the smaller but deadly constructs. I guess this corridor just isn't wide enough to allow two or more of them to fight me at a time. Because if it was wide enough, he'd have got the big ones. The big ones don't fit. Which is why I'm fighting the small ones and only fighting them one at a time. Here's two or three. Three or three. Heal from that. Four, four of seven, that's a seven. The wall of seven, I, I said three wrongly. Here's the sixth. Another 16 XP from that. The hulk, the hulk up slightly larger than the stand size. Stomps forward and attacks, swiping out at you with its wide ironclad, fist, ironclad fists. Quick combat that one. 16 XP. You drop back from your moving remains of the slain hulk up and struggle to catch your breath. All around you, strewn along the broad corridor, are the smashed and mangled remains of the deadly constructs. 128 experience to general. With no sign of any more, Halligrom, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment for once again setting off along the dark passage. It's another small Halligrom. Bash it! Okay. Back to the main... Back to that middle bit in the centre. Step up to the statue. You're standing before the statue of a woad bearded man. The statue's left hand is raised and its bone digits sprayed. The statue's right hand is holding a small bowl. Place the wing of fortification in the bowl. The instant you drop the wing into a blow, a silver ore appears around the statue. Moments later, when the glow subsides, you discover your wing has transformed from stone to steel. You properly take possession of the steel wing and carefully examine it. It's a wing of sorcery. So it's only got two stamina points now. The stick steel wing is marked with several engravings indicative of ten spears of magic. Thick steel wing is marked with several engravings that seem to in depict ten different spheres of magic. New wing now safely in your possession. You step back and examine the statue. Alright, put the elementalism wing in. The instant you drop the wing into the bowl, a silver aura appears around the statue. Moments later, when the glosus dies, you're startled to find the stone wing has vanished from the bowl. You're about to step back when you suddenly note a faint silver glow surrounding Volomar's wing of sorcery. The power of the stone wing has been added to Volomar's wing of sorcery. Okay, what are its stats now? Let's have a look at it. Okay, one, two stamina points and one Neville Reserve. So the more wings I, I toss into that bowl, the more powerful Valamar's wing becomes. And to get the wings, I need to get my powers up to level 70. And currently I've got a few at 69. And, if, if, uh, and some at 68. Ooh. I could get telekinesis leveled up. Step away from the statue. Another small hologram. There we are. Done. Okay, where is this crystal wing? Another small hologram. There There's a little alcove to the east I've not been in. An innate engraving of a woad bearded man adorns the back wall of this deep alcove, 
Set into the stone carving, next to the engraved man's white hand, is a circular impression. A sparkling crystal wing fills the small hollow. The wing, which you immediately recognise as the band described to you as Vyramar, does not appear to be affixed to the engraving. Take it! As you run, remove the crystal wing from your profession, a powerful jolt runs down your arm and surges through your body. Oh no, oh no. Ooh, 32 experience to general. The energy coursing through you rapidly dissipates, leaving its wake an unpleasant singing, stinging sensation that slowly fades. It's a sparkling crystal wing view. It doesn't, it's a plot wing, so it doesn't do anything mechanically. This is the crystal wing Valamar wished you to retrieve from the hidden lair beneath the obelisk. The sparkling band glitters brilliantly in any amount of light. Having secured the wing which Valamar asked you to retrieve, you set out, set out, step out of the alcove and back into the main corridor. That's illusion. Okay, if I want to do, if I want to continue powering up, let our eh, short cryptic verse is carved on the north wall of this section of the passage. The engraved verse wings. Let our end not arrive without trial. It's another small hargram. Bash it. 16 XP. There we are. Having obtained the crystal wing, you think you should return it to Valamar as soon as possible, and I will. But I will have to return there to to get those other stone wings and fully upgrade Valamar's wings. Probably be in drips and drabs, unless I'm willing to dip into my general XP store. You know what, I think I, maybe I will. Because there are other advantages you get to having your some powers at level 70. Yep, okay, so if I want to now to use that item, I'll just show Valamar what we've got. Sparkling crystal wing and use. Alright, 512 experience to general. 64 experience to all skills and powers. The instant you hold the crystal wing towards the obelisk, the engraved image of Valomar begins to quiver. The wing, held snug between your thumb and forefinger, vibrates and then suddenly vanishes. You're no longer carrying the sparkling crystal wing. You watch as the image of the ancient mage crumbles off the face of the obelisk. The pieces of stone disintegrate as they strike the ground, leaving behind nothing to indicate the carving ever adorned the monument. You're about to step away from the monument when you are startled by a soft, clear whisper that seems to come from no particular direction. Thank you, friend. You linger at the foot of the monument for several minutes, wondering if Valamar will again attempt to speak to you. After a time, when it becomes apparent that he is gone, you step back from the obelisk. Now I can still go down into that dungeon and get the west of the wings. And also fight some small hargrams if I ever feel like, hey, I want to beat up some small hargrams. And get 16 XP for it. I don't know if there's an unlimited amount of Hargrams in that place. There might be. Don't know how, how you can make an unlimited amount. Let's just say magic. Step away from the obelisk. So the slab of stone. That has the poem. I can go to the 13 statues and get... The auras of the auras of various things. But let's see. 
But I can only do one of those a day. So move away from here into the sheltered hollow. I will save once again. Now I can see if I can power up any of my magic. Let's see. No for gazing. No for illusion. No for necromancy, but it's getting closer. Fortification at 68 is close to a level up. And telekinesis, I can now train to level 70. So with that, boulder strewn hill, climb the skill, leaning monument, down through the opening. Now with that, I can get the skill of telekinesis. With the power of telekinesis's wing, fortification, don't have that. Destruction, don't have that. Telekinesis, take the wing. Assumes its original pose. It's his wing of telekinesis. Okay, yep. Time to put that with the others and power up Viomar's wing. It's going to take me quite some time to get get it get them all powered up, unless of course I use my general XP. I throw the wing of telekinesis in. I notice a faint silver glow surrounding Viomar's wing of sorcery. Okay, what does it do now? Now it has two melee waiting, two stamina points, and one devil reserve. Okay, if I want to make it more powerful, got to get more of my powers to level 70. But I think that will wait for a while. I'll tell, I'll tell you... When I've got it. I'll, I'll probably follow some sort of. Massive all skills and powers reward. From. Various adventures. Step away. Send the hill. Let's see. Well that's. Actually that's probably. That's probably enough for this episode. I will go into the shelters hollow. And I will save. And next time. We'll actually go into the city. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.